0: Welcome back to the Jesse Golden Podcast. I have a personal update for you today after the last time I put up question box, there's a question box on my Instagram stories, which reminds me, I've not done that in quite a while. I received a ton of messages asking me why I moved back to Denver. So that would be a good opportunity to address that, to give you guys the inside scoop and what's been going on lately, And hopefully, of course, as always, some of this information will resonate with you. If you are feeling like you don't feel at home wherever you are, or you're making a big decision, hopefully my thought process can be of some assistance. So before we dive into that, I do want to let you know that we are nearing the end of the year here. So 2022 is coming to a close. A lot of people put their goals on the back burner at this time of the year. And I love to treat this period of time as a period of rest while also working towards what I want. So I'm just approaching it in a very different way. I like to really slow down. I like to get connected with myself. The winter is by design for us to go more inward and to slow down. That doesn't mean that you have to throw all of your routines out of the window doesn't mean that you have to give up on what you're working towards. And if anything, if you're like, well, I don't know what I want to be working towards right now, then that is what you can be paying attention to is spend the next couple of weeks really getting clear on what you want for yourself in the coming year. I know a lot of people hate on New Year's resolutions. I think they're totally fine. I've made a lot of changes. Some years I make great changes as a result of the new year. Some years I don't because I don't wait for a specific time to move towards my goals. It's whenever I feel like I want to, whenever it makes sense, whenever I really feel called to. And more often than not, it's whenever the realization hits me over the head that if I keep doing things the same way that I've been doing them, I'm not going to be happy with my decision in a year, six months, two years. My life is either A, going to be going down a path that I don't want it to go down, or B, I'm going to be standing in the exact same place, and I don't like either of those scenarios. So that really lights a fire under my ass. If you're in that situation, start now. Just start now. Your brain is going to be flooded with excuses and reasons why you shouldn't, why you can't. Our brains don't like change, and I should just do a whole podcast episode on what is happening with our brains, and why that is half the battle, more than half the battle when it comes to changing things. And I address this extensively inside of FFE, Food Freedom Evolution. We are working on changing your relationship with food from the level of your thoughts, from the level of your emotions, and your behavior. When you have all of those things working in tandem, when you have strategies for overcoming all of those, then making change is so much easier Because if you have one of those holding you back, you don't have the skills or the tools in order to manage those. That's when you get stuck. So as long as you have those tools and you understand how everything is working, why your thoughts are doing that, why your emotions feel overwhelming, why you're having trouble implementing new behaviors and how to overcome all those things, then you are Gucci. So if you want to work on your relationship with food, get started. I would love to have you inside of FFE. You can learn more about it in my free masterclass, the four-step framework to stop obsessing about food. And if you're like, hey, I'm good with that and I am ready to jump into physique goals like I'm going to be in January, then stay fucking tuned because doors to SLA are opening up again. About three weeks into January. So you have some time to get your feedback underneath you. I'm going to be giving you a ton of free and valuable content. And I just created a free ebook that's about 20 pages long, stacked of info that you can use to get started before the doors open. Very, very excited. And I'm going to be opening it up as a group program. I really miss taking a whole group of women through that process. It's going to be four months long. So you'll have me by your side give you enough time to see some really good progress, understand how to overcome roadblocks when you're pursuing fat loss. It's going to be so much fun. Okay. Now enough of that. Let's get into why I moved to Denver. So, if we take a little step back in time, I was in Bali from the end of March through the end of July. So, 4 months, and when I was in Bali, I kept putting a lot of pressure on myself, which I've learned once again, I do not respond well to pressure internally or externally. It's why I'm a rebel. If you're familiar with Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies, very much a rebel, putting a ton of pressure on myself. And I decided, you know what? I'm just not going to worry about it. I'm going to give myself to the end of the year to just go with the flow and see what comes up, what I want to do. And every single time I take the pressure off the (laughs) nap, the answers naturally find their way to me. But that didn't come for a little bit until I landed back in Albuquerque. So I was torn because I really am a free spirit at heart. I love to explore. I love to travel. I always have since I was a toddler, a parent that I was just always wandering around, getting lost, running away from the group. And I love to experience and really fulfill that part of me. And The other part of me is very drawn to really close connection and depth. And my dream would be to have my friends or partner to do that with. That's not in my reality right now. So that was kind of the the back and forth that I was going through is fulfilling that part of me while also recognizing that I need more stability and I spent time in Albuquerque calming my nervous system. It was still not fully calmed down in Bali just because it was an unfamiliar environment. It wasn't really home. And it's a chill island lifestyle. There were still a lot of people in Canggu, but I knew it wasn't my home. And it wasn't until I was home in New Mexico. I stayed at my parents' house, the house that I grew up in. And my parents were great. They gave me complete freedom there was no nagging nothing like that we have a very respectful dynamic they were really fun to be around enjoyed my connection with them their dog our family dog packer i am obsessed with and in that environment being so close to the mountain it's just so nourishing to my soul i felt a lot of safety and that is what the nervous system loves is safety so from that place of safety I was then able to really connect with myself and give myself some breathing room. I do want to note, though, that it took about two months for me to get to that place of actually starting to feel calm again. So around October, end of September, early October is when I was like, okay, I'm finally settling down here. So I think we have this misconception. And for some people, that change can happen right away where they instantly feel calmer. For me, anytime I've had to work with my nervous system, it's taken some time. So I asked myself once I was in the space of safety and calm, okay, what are my true values? Because I noticed I was getting caught in this state of chasing some highs. I was making decisions from my head rather than in conjunction with my body and, for lack of a better word, my soul. What is actually nourishing to me? What are my values? What feels good to me? And it was concluded. Relationships have always been the cornerstone of my life. Nature, very important to me. Health and wellness, being in an environment that focuses on that. I love to be surrounded by food experiences and options. So what I mean by that is when... I travel to really small towns and the only restaurant they have is an Applebee's and a McDonald's as an example. That doesn't fulfill that part of me that really loves, you know, farm to table eating and high quality local foods and food being more of an experience. If you think more of kind of the romance countries in Europe where food is a part of the culture in a beautiful way. I love that. I love. So I wanted to live in a place that had beautiful few food experiences, social experiences like that, opportunities to connect, and also had options weather i New York was such a fun experience for me, but that winter was the first time I had a winter. Where I was like, Oof, okay, I think I understand why people don't actually enjoy winter, whereas in New Mexico and Colorado, I had never experienced that before because we get so much sun, and I don't mind the cold, but overcast all the time. And no, thank you. I also want to be surrounded by an entrepreneurial environment. So that's something that is more prevalent in Colorado. I'm sure Austin, I've never been to Austin, but I was considering Austin. The weather is what deterred me from there. So I was mulling through my head of what places have more of that entrepreneurial vibe. I loved having that in Bali and Denver, Boulder, check those boxes. And then, Cost, yes, that is a factor. But given that I work for myself, I have the opportunity to make more money. So obviously, I have to work differently, I have to work smarter, I have to work harder, all of those things. But the opportunity is there, which was different when I was at corporate, I just knew, okay, this is the amount of money I'm going to make this year. Unless I wanted to do a side hustle or something, which is highly, highly possible. But you catch my drift. So cost, yes, that's important. But if something, a city checked all the other boxes that were important, I'd be willing to pay more than moving to a city that checked half those boxes. Why would I be paying more? Which at the end of the day is what New York was. I loved it for a year. But when I really sat with myself, I was saying, okay, I'm paying out the ass for an apartment here. And it's not checking some of my most important boxes namely the weather and nature, and just it was too chaotic for me. So the cost wasn't worth it for me. And in all honesty, Denver isn't my favorite city, but it does check those most important boxes. So I had to recognize I'm not going to have this magical panacea where I feel blissful every morning when I wake up. There are going to be things that annoy me about Denver. Can that be okay? Yes, it can be okay. I will say I also like all four seasons because when I was considering California, the one thing that really was not sitting right with me was how it was kind of the same temperature and the same weather year round. And I know some people thrive in that. I like to have more variety. I like to feel all four seasons. That could change because strangely, I've noticed myself gravitating more towards warmer weather, which is unusual for me. I think Bali may have tipped me over the edge because it was so nice, just living that carefree island lifestyle with it being warm all the time. way easier to dress, but time will tell so some of the things I don't love about Denver, I feel like it's a strange layout the city it's very clunky in the way that the city is designed, and I know that might seem like a silly thing to say, but it really is is kind of bizarre compared to other cities I've been to where it's very patchy is the best way I can describe it. There doesn't seem to be any cohesive nature with the city. You go in one neighborhood and one block later, it looks completely different. And then you drive three more blocks and it looks completely different. And it's just not my favorite thing. The mountains are always really crowded. So when I first moved here after I graduated college in 2011, it was still busy but we could do day trips to the mountains no problem to ski and now that is that is an ordeal to be doing that that's not something that I would sign up for 12 hours in the car even camping in the summer is a nightmare so I'm fortunate and that I have a flexible schedule so if I want to go on hikes I can go during the week but I was super spoiled being back home at my parents in Albuquerque, and just Albuquerque in general is such a cool city in that way that the population is very manageable. and that going into nature does not feel like you're going with one thousand other people at the same time. There's also a lack of cultural diversity for the most part here. Obviously, there are different parts of town, different neighborhoods where you can proactively expose yourself to that. But in Denver proper, there it's no comparison, obviously, to New York. That was one of my favorite things about New York is you hear 20 different languages in a 10 minute walk and the food variety, the style variety, just everything about it was so invigorating and it felt very worldly and Denver does not feel that way. Denver's downtown is, it's just dirty and it's kind of a mess. And I know a lot of cities can feel that way, but there are other neighborhoods, parts of Denver, that are newer and are not that way. It's just, I don't know anyone who ever goes downtown. I mean, I did when I was 22 to 24, not happening. Now that I'm in my 30s, no chance. And it's pretty industrial. So it's not that aesthetically pleasing, in my opinion. There are certain neighborhoods that are beautiful and that are new, but it doesn't have that kind of old world charm. That the let's say New York or the East Coast can bring, or really that beautiful, chic—I don't even know if chic is the right word—but more of that SoCal style. I I tend to like that myself, but it it doesn't apply to either of those. It's more of a Midwest vibe, honestly. I feel like Denver is a Midwest type of city in the mountains or near the mountains, and that is both a pro and a con because is it the most beautiful? Not in my opinion. But I love Midwest values in a lot of ways, just very down to earth, good quality people, just salt of the earth people. That's how I would describe the people in Denver, which I really love. And Denver not that close to the mountains. So, again, it's all a matter of comparison. But I was also considering Utah and a Bozeman and both of those are close to the mountains i mean you can get to skiing in utah of course depending on where you are but i was looking at salt lake pretty quickly so for in terms of how long i will stay i have no idea i'm just not operating with those timelines anymore i'm fully committing to denver for right now and it's not like i have one foot in one foot out i have both feet in here i am here i am committed And at the same time, in the future, I would love to live in a city that is more nature-based. So whether that's by the ocean or whether that is near mountains, somewhere I see myself moving somewhere in the west, but a little bit further north. California is totally not off the table. I just still think it's pretty magical there for the most part. But Montana, Idaho, Utah, Wyoming, those types of states and environments are for sure my jam. I just, I feel like Yellowstone is my soul personified. (laughs) I know that that is like a drama of a TV show and it's completely fabricated, but when I went to Montana in 2021, it was just the most beautiful experience. I absolutely loved it. So I see myself settling in an environment like that in the future, but for where I am in my phase of life right now, Denver is just more my speed. So I'm not operating from a place of timelines anymore. And instead, I'm really focusing on how I can show up fully each day in the present as myself while growing towards what I want. So I'm really just focused on how can I expand my energy? How can I expand myself and bring new energy to where I am currently? Rather than saying, I need to change something on the outside, It's how can I grow and expand on the inside? And I truly believe that is where change comes from. When people talk about manifestation, it's you are changing the way that you are relating to the world. And from that place, the world that you're looking at starts to look different. So I'm focusing on me. It's all about shifting me and not in a narcissistic way, but in a Hey, I'm responsible for my future type of way. Nothing outside of me is responsible for giving me what I want. And the thing about that mentality is it's both liberating and it can feel scary because you realize that you're responsible. So I think just shifting our relationship with that responsibility is super important, but that's a whole nother podcast episode in and of itself. I also really want to give my mind and body more consistency This is something when I was referring to earlier that I often feel like I'm at odds with both parts of myself: of the free spirit and the wanderer, and then the sensitive one. So I have that part of me that is just more sensitive by nature. My body likes to have the same thing day in and day out: a consistent meal schedule, consistent sleep schedule, and a lot of bodies do, a lot of nervous systems do. And we can expand those boundaries. I just go from one extreme to the other, where Let's just throw me into the middle of downtown Manhattan and not have any consistency after, you know, bouncing around to different places after 2020. It's just been nonstop adjustment for my nervous system rather than slow, gradual exposure, which is how I personally expand and grow best is not going from zero to 100. Like part of me really wants to. Trust me, there's some serious thrill in that for me, but I've learned through a lot of trial and error that in the end, that just doesn't feel good for me. So right now my focus is on gradual shifts while giving my mind and my body a lot of consistency, focusing on routine, focusing on a homey vibe. Even though part of me feels like I'm not making progress by doing that, I'm working on shifting my relationship to what that means, to what progress And productivity mean. So I really want to make the most of what I have directly in front of me. And, you know, fear is a funny thing. And I don't know who of you listening will relate to this, but if you have avoidant tendencies, if you're familiar with attachment styles, the book attached is really good. I am avoidant through and through. So I have some secure, some anxious in me as well. I think we're all a light combination of all of them. But I lean definitely more towards avoidance. And I've been working on this a lot throughout the last couple of years. But I'm very comfortable moving. I'm very comfortable leaving. I'm very comfortable running. That has never been a problem for me. Like, oh, this isn't working. Peace, I'm out. Whereas people who are more anxious tend to want to stay. They want you to stay. They want the thing to stay. The person, the place, what have you. And I I bolt. That's very comfortable for me. So I'm working on developing more of that secure attachment style to the city I'm living in and realizing that I can have a home base and I can settle and deal with the discomfort of that while also getting my fix for traveling and novelty, which is a normal human need by just traveling like a normal person. And I wasn't doing that before because I just couldn't afford it. It was too expensive to be paying for a place and then also traveling at the same time. So when people said, how are you able to afford traveling to Bali and all these things, I put my stuff in storage, so I didn't have to pay a lease and or a mortgage. And then I was able to spend that money traveling instead. So that's just a choice that I made. But now my focus is on doing both and setting myself up financially to be able to do both and really take care of myself in that way. So there's a lot for me to still learn here, but this is a good step for me in terms of what is best for me. And overall, it's been a learning experience in what I want versus what I need aren't always the same thing. And sometimes I have to choose what I need versus what I want. And it's the same shit with food or exercise or movement or meditating, all of these daily habits that we don't necessarily want to do. I surely don't want to do all of them all the time. But I know that that's what true self-care looks like. That's what taking good care of myself means. In the same way that I would do that for a dog or my child or a loved one, I would say, I know you want to stay up late, but you need to go to sleep because that's what's best for you. I'm doing the same thing for myself, just in the context of a greater big picture perspective for my life. So for now, my feet are planted here in Denver firmly. both feet. Bully in. We'll see until it feels genuinely right and like a nourishing move to to make a change. So I'm excited to navigate the balance of being able to have a home and feel really nourished with that, while also letting my free spirit wander and have those adventures that I also really love, and that leads to a fulfilling life for me. It's just part of my life values and also part of my ri- my wiring. So. I hope some of this was resonant, was helpful for anyone who might be struggling with a similar experience, or perhaps it can just be helpful to understand how somebody else who's wired completely differently from you sees the world and interacts with the world. But in any event, if you have any thoughts, don't hesitate to jump on over to my Instagram and shoot me a DM. I always love hearing from you guys. And I will see you all next week.